From today's gospel from Matthew, we hear Jesus say, quote, Then every scribe who has been instructed in the kingdom of heaven is like the head of a household who brings from his storeroom both the new and the old, unquote. Hello again. Last week, the passing of former astronaut Frank Borman was announced. He, as some of you may recall, was the commander of Apollo 8, which, while it did not land on the moon, did circle it and took the iconic photo of the Earth rise on Christmas Eve 1968. This photo offered an amazing perspective of how beautiful our beloved planet is from the moon and outer space. On the occasion, Gorman and his crew also provided a spiritual dimension when, as they were encircling the moon, they read from the first chapter of the book of Genesis, beginning with the words, In the beginning God created. What profound words to hear from outer space, especially to so many weary Americans who were tired of the violence and the wars that shaped one of the most horrible years in American history. Today, college students study how 1968 was one of the more tragic years in American history, as during the 12 months there occurred the assassinations of Martin Luther King and Senator Robert Kennedy, a series of riots in the city streets, streets, protests on college campus, the continuance of the controversial war in Vietnam, not to mention the controversies of contraception that divided the Catholic Church. In a real sense, Gorman and his fellow astronauts represented, who represented an embodiment of applied science by choosing to read the opening passage of the Bible passage served not only to comfort their billions of listeners on planet Earth, but also demonstrated that religion does indeed have an important relationship with science. Next to today's homily, you may find two links related to the profound perspectives of science and spirituality offered by the Apollo 8 astronauts, Frank Borman, James Lovell, and Wim Anders. One link shows a video of the first recorded Earth rise, while the other link leads to their 1968 Christmas matches as they circled around the moon. Folks, today I find it appropriate that we commemorate the feast of the patron saint of science, St. Albert the Great. His long life demonstrated that religious devotion and scientific research can serve one another. Albert was born in the year 1200 and died on this date in November 1280. A native of Augsburg, Germany, Albert became a Dominican philosopher, theologian, scientist, and bishop. Having studied at the University of Padua, Albert later went on to teach at the University of Paris, and as a bishop, he was with the Diocese of Cologne and Regensburg. Known as the Universal Doctor, he was described once as, quote, a man no less than godlike in all knowledge, so that he may fitly be called the wonder and miracle of our age, unquote. A list of Albert's interests and writings demonstrated the worthiness of the titles. His writings collected in 1899 went to 38 volumes. These displayed his prolific habits and encyclopedic knowledge of topics such as logic, theology, botany, geography, astronomy, astrology, mineralogy, 
alchemy, zoology, physiology, phrenology, justice, law, friendship, and love. Albert digested, interpreted, and systemized the whole of Aristotle's works gleaned from the Latin translations and notes and notes of the Arabian commentators in accordance with church doctrine. Most modern knowledge of an Aristotle was preserved and presented by Albert the Great. According to one commentator, quote, at a time when philosophy was understood to contain all the branches of knowledge accessible to the natural powers of the human mind, Albert covered the field. He was particularly fascinated by the causes that are worked in nature, and he's frequently placed alongside Roger Bacon as one of the great natural scientists of his time. In this respect, Albert demonstrated that science and theology, faith and reason, are relatable and should not be cut off from one another. It should be noted that among Albert's many students was none other than Thomas Aquinas, who concurred with and expanded many of Albert's interpretations of Aristotle, Plato, and the Islamic thinkers, Avicenna and Averroes. In so many ways, Albert the Great embodied Jesus' words from today's gospel, for he was like the head of a household who brings from his storeroom both the new and the old. Albert's world did not know what we know or see what we have seen in space or on this planet, but he nevertheless did have an understanding of God's presence on earth and throughout the universe. He certainly would have been amazed and inspired by the remarks of the Apollo astronauts as they concluded their prayer on that Christmas Eve night in 1968. Quote, and God bless all of you, all of you on the good earth.